0: Be like T-ball pretty soon. Touch it, and a ground ball to third. Breaking for the plate. The throw, and they got him. No! He called him safe! He called him safe! Unbelievable! That is remarkable. That is unbelievable! The throw beat him by a mile!
1: Live. Did he get him? Oh, we missed him. We did miss him. In the entertainment capital of the world. It isn't. The runner goes halfway. No.
2: Somebody thought it was on. His tourist had a to scoop it and doesn't get it. And Ty Wigginton, oh, he may he bumped him and he's gone. It's the
1: TC Martin show. And Wigginton is Curious. Diagnosis. The 3 2 pitch. The prognosis. Outside ball for Call Strike 3. Osmosis. Call Strike 3. I didn't think that Marty Foster was going to ring it up, and he did. It's the doctor, TC Martin. No, oh my goodness no. gracious. No, no. 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 you got to be kidding me. you got to be kidding the me. The doctor is now in. Get your money's worth.
0: Get your money's worth. It is a thunderous Thursday edition of the TC Martin Show. Glad to have you with us wherever you may be. We're getting ready for a little VGK action tonight. Game number six. Will the Golden Knights advance? Eliminate the Vancouver Canucks? I'm thinking so. But uh, we'll get the
2: lowdown. From VGK Frank in the house. Ballpark, what's going on, my man? Well, you know, just uh, back here at T.C. Martin, uh, getting ready for some hockey tonight. All sorts of other stuff going on as well, including the Kentucky Derby on the first Saturday in September. September, exactly. Just the, how
0: we know it, right?
2: The second jewel yeah. of the Triple crown, crown, somehow.
0: Somehow, it's all backwards. and <laughs> So we're going to dive into that tomorrow as we return to the Cosmopolitan, our Friday home, and no better way to kick it off, like Frank said, with the second... Horse racing jewel of the Triple Crown. Yes, the Kentucky Derby. So we'll be at the Cosmopolitan. We invite you to come on out and join us. Yes, the sports book is open. Uh, limited seating, but as you know, the Cosmopolitan, a fantastic book. The jewel of the sports books here in Las Vegas. So glad to be back there each and every Friday starting tomorrow. So come on out and join. Myself, VGK Frank, Brian Benowitz, the crew. We're going to get right back into it and the uh, new sports book at the Cosmopolitan even though it's really not new but a new name and we'll go into that a little bit later but uh, yes looking forward to that. Is Justin Nunchuck Numchuck going to be out there? Justin Numchuck known <laughs> as Numchuck will be there. Oh boy. Yes. What do you think of that? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And you're <laughs> laughing. The key will will Larry Legend be there?
3: Oh man. That's the key. That's good. You're going to have all the
0: hits. The hits keep coming <laughs> ladies and gentlemen going <laughs> to be a
3: who's who of the T.C. Martin show.
0: Exactly. There we go. Uh, Scott Sprites will be joining us on a regular basis, but I think Scott will be in the middle of a handicapping handball uh, tomorrow during that time. I don't know. Or it could be with Clayton Hamilton handicapping pole vaulting. I have no pole idea. Pole
2: vaulting from Switzerland last night was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Armand Duplantis is the man. That guy is absolutely – Sergey Bubka. back in the day was the guy. Oh, yeah. so this guy's even better yeah. than him.
0: And a shout-out. World out, record holder. A shout-out to my man Clayton Hamilton.
2: He's out there, my
0: man we got to get him to come by the Cosmopolitan.
2: Yeah, no, uh, he, he was asking where you're going to be doing, what your plans are for Monday Night Football and that kind of stuff. I told him I didn't know yet. So yeah, it's, uh, all right. But, yeah, no, no. He, uh, oh, yeah, he, he's watching all that. He told me that he was actually DVR in the uh, pole vaulting because he had to uh, catch up on the Tour de France, which was crazy <laughs> over there. The pen, the yellow jersey loses it because a guy took a drink of water in the last 12 miles. Mm-hmm. That's illegal. You can't refuel in the last 20 kilometers. <laughs> There's some crazy rules out there, TC. Is there anything like the, the having the, the final line change? Same thing, right? It, it, it's something like it. But yeah, it, it, literally in the Tour de France, the yellow jersey had lost, got a 20-second penalty because they got a drink of water two kilometers too late. You are not allowed to refuel or rehydrate in the final 20 kilometers. And they knew about that rule. So, you know, that's the way it was. And, oh. and so he, he lost the jersey. He lost the lead right now. Though there's still plenty of stages left. I don't know go. how we – do you see how diversified
0: our crew is, Quake? You never knew about this, did you? I no that we idea. are so diversified. We've got we've got Jamaican bobsled covered. We yeah. got we've got everything, everything you could think of. Yes, a great song, Tour de France, uh, 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 back in the the uh, disco era. Uh, that's not the one, though. I don't think oh, so. Okay. Is that the one? Yeah, no, that's not it. No. it said I got Tour- the twelve-inch Tour de France. Tour de France. I, I believe Fra- it's Kraftwerk. Kraftwerk. Yes. Okay, that's Kraftwerk right. from Germany. Outstanding song. If you could dig that one up, Tour de France. I know it's not really Frank's genre there, but there it is. Oh, Tour de France. Now, do the, the, the cyclists, you know that they have this on their headphones during the Tour de France. You know that, don't the you? The whole time? The whole time. The song's like 128 minutes. Part of the endurance. I, I, I think you're wrong about that. So. <laughs> Pretty sure you are. What are you talking about? Gr- I used to play this in, in the clubs back in the day. I would be great to
2: tell the truth. It, it, it's amazing that you know the music about the event, <laughs> but not anything about the event itself. It's true. Exactly. <laughs> they still call it 10 speeds. They still do that? 10 speeds? Yeah. (laughs) I used to have a Schwinn 10 speed. I was going to say, you had a Schwinn, didn't you? I knew you had a Schwinn. (laughs) A green one, too. You got to love that. With the uh, baseball
0: cards. In the, uh, in the spokes. put oh, putting the spokes there, yeah. Of course. You uh, did that on your 10-speed? Yeah, can you believe that? Well, that no, was before the 10-speed. Uh, well, Maybe after. With, with I my, had a white 10-speed, too. I just thought about
2: that. With my family's economic situation, we always had one-speeds if we were lucky enough to <laughs> have, a, have a bike.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, TJ Reeves, Earthquake's main man. Well, Steve Sachs is your main man. But I think TJ Reeves is probably close second There's for There's
3: room for more than one. <laughs> yeah, I
0: T.J. Reeves, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers sideline guy, will join us today. Uh, always entertaining uh, when uh, T.J. Reeves joins us. So we'll talk to him all things Florida today. We've got Wubbles, we've got Bubbles, and of course the Tampa Bay Buccaneers making news by signing Leonard Fournette, a very crowded backfield. So we'll get the latest from Tampa. And, of course, uh, Tom Brady, as we mentioned, part of our Terrible Tuesday, uh, threw three touchdown passes or led three scoring drives in a practice, which we saw in the bottom line of the ticker on ESPN last
2: week. Talking practice, man. Practice. Talking practice, That's all we're talking about. Quake, you better get some practice, man. Because if anybody needs practice, it's Tom Brady. Because, you know, the guy's a little bit green yet. All right. (laughs) All right. So since we've
0: digressed from everything from Tour de France to – pole vaulting from switzerland and everything else i you I, say digressed i say impressed yeah, good okay <laughs> well you tell me what you think about this story i got a story story time we got some All story right. time music i, I got, got story time you <laughs> want a story time oh that's great this is breaking news it is breaking news story so, time with uncle tc there you go so i'm doing my show prep late this morning early this afternoon and lo and behold i i see some workers out in front of my house because i could oversee the the front of my house and i didn't think anything of it you know just some illegal immigrants out there you know you know you know, working for working hard for the money as donna summer once said you know and i thought okay they're they're just to do neighbor's yards or something like that because i wasn't expecting anybody coming next thing i know i've here a chainsaw yeah going pretty close to my house so i look down and i see these guys are Chopping down my tree.
3: Oh, your tree. Yeah,
0: in my front yard. They're chopping down a tree. (laughs) So I'm looking at this like... I didn't order anybody to come and and chainsaw my tree. Now, how big is this tree? It's a big tree. But I will say this. The tree pretty much is dead. All right? It's pretty much dead. So
2: So it's kind of an eyesore.
0: Well, it's one of those things where there's been a watering problem, okay? And the... In, I got a major problem with uh, the watering cup, whatever you want to say, all right? And it has been getting the tree, so it's kind of been dying, which has made more work for me sweeping leaves out of my driveway, which I can't stand doing. So your sprinklers haven't really haven't, properly watered the tree. Exactly, it, it doing the job. So I've been battling that, trying to reset timers, then found out that I had a faulty system, right? So I've been going back and forth with that. Meanwhile, in these 115-degree temperature days, yeah, the tree hasn't been you know, looking that good. Hasn't it, been thriving. It hasn't been thriving, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, lo and behold, I see three guys chopping down my tree in my yard today exactly doing that and so i looked at this and i said i didn't order this should i do something about it i went back to you know show prepping doing what we do here and then it's finally time to go i said i think i better go say something so i go out and talk to the guys and they give me the hi how you doing and i go what what are you doing here i said what happened to my tree now it's completely gone they said it's dead and I go, yeah, I kind of figured that. Uh, but uh, did anyone tell you to come chop down my tree? They go, yeah. And I go, who? They go Mark. I go, Mark. I go, who's Mark? They go, are you Mark? I go, I'm not Mark. Oh, no. Oh, that's what I said.
2: And I go, oh. Uh,
3: I mean, Mark's paying for it I, I don't
2: know. Who's Mark? I have no idea who Mark is. I thought maybe it was the city or something that that's had what, sent somebody to That's chop what I was thinking. Or like the
0: association, the Homeowner yeah. Association. You have an eyesore out there. But usually you get. you know I Well, yeah, they would
2: send you a warning saying there's going to be a fine if you don't get rid of exactly, that tree. Exactly, right. So They don't just send people yeah. willy-nilly to just, yeah. hey, go chop down a tree. And that guy's like, <laughs> while you're here, how about doing the rest of the neighborhood, too? So. The guy's like smiling. I
0: mean, I'm, and I'm like cracking up. And I'm, is there something wrong here? I mean, I'm not fighting it. I'm kind of like, well, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to miss that tree anyway because it's going to save me some work. Thanks, So Mark. I said, hey, by the way, I said, did, anyone, did Mark tell you anything about the tree in the backyard that's just as bad? Uh. And he goes, no. I go, why don't you go back there and take a look at that one? He goes, oh, okay. And I said, use your best judgment. If you think it's salvageable, go ahead and, and let me know. But I said, I did rearrange the watering. You know, device. So it should be getting some water now, but I don't think it's completely dead. But if it is, knock yourself out. It's mostly dead, like yeah, the old Monty Python movie. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Spam. 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 <laughs> spam. So yeah, has this ever happened to you guys before? No. Yeah. So so what what should I do with this?
3: Let it ride, baby. Oh, well,
0: there's nothing yeah. I can do now. I, mean,
2: I have a I have a tree stump now. Now that's what I was going to say. So is there still a stump there? It looks like a stump. Yeah, and I was backing out of the driveway. Now, how do you feel here? about that? I mean, do you want that removed? Are you okay with Ooh. it just being there? Never thought about you that. You know, be- because, I mean, you know, your neighbors are like, hey, you got kind of an ugly just tree stump sitting in your yard. What are you going to do about that?
0: You know, I didn't examine it that closely. Again, yeah, I really didn't put too much thought into this.
2: We cut That's down. No, you, you, well, you were a little bit numb. Yes, so, you I know, was. You were, kind yeah. of like, you were kind of like, what the yeah. blank is going on here? Yeah.
3: Oh. We cut down a dead tree in our yard, and we still have the stump. And so my wife just put potted plants around it, so you don't really see the stump. You just see her. Plants. So
0: what are you saying? Is the stump really a general I don't think eyesore, or I don't should, think are it you is. supposed to get rid of the stump?
2: Is, it, is the tree? Well, what's going to happen? What happens with the stump? It depends on what you do with it and how you decide it. If, if you think it looks like something decorative, like Quake Can said, could we play you, checkers or chess on there? You, you could put a. Pic- yeah. You could have picnics out there yeah. on it if you want to.
3: Yeah, she just it's low, it's really low to the ground, mm. so she just covers it up so mm. you don't see it by putting a few potted plants around there.
0: Okay. You don't notice it. We're now taking decorating tips at TC Martin Twenty yeah, One on up. Twitter. There you go, or call us here. There I'm not go. sure
2: if a stump is part of desert landscaping or not. It doesn't right. really sound like it, but um, you know. Phew. Yeah. But at least the tree's gone. I I guess that's a positive. Yeah. Well it's less work for me. Which I like. And again, you know, when... Does the, it look fall better with it gone than it did with it there since I don't, it was dead? I, I
0: can't answer that because, again, I was mesmerized, like you said, and then I, I, I needed to get here today, so I just backed out, and there was all kinds of, you know, branches and stuff on my driveway, so I just waved goodbye. I had a, a 38-second conversation with the guys, and then I left, so I really didn't get a good view of it.
2: So kind of like the like tree,
0: about. when you left, you were stumped. I was stumped, exactly. Jeez. <laughs> I kind of wish I was stoned right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro, I'm oh, go, going back, you back me, to that music bro. you were playing before. When you hear the sound of a chainsaw, what do you think of Tour de France? No, I because two things yeah. came in my mind when when they were playing a chainsaw. Is that Freddy Krueger? Well, it, it was like Leatherface. Oh, Leatherface, you know, yeah, Texas yeah, yeah. Chainsaw Good. Massacre. Right, right, right. Or since you showed your music that you listen to, the stuff that yeah. I do not, I immediately thought of the chainsaw song with Jackal. Oh. <laughs> I can see you being a Jackal guy. I can see that. I, I yep. actually interviewed yeah. the lead singer over yeah. at... The year, yeah. Years ago. Okay. Yeah.
0: Jackal. Yeah.
2: Did wow. a performance at the old Huntridge Theater. I remember the Huntridge and my, Theater. My buddy Sweet Al opened up that show. He, took a chainsaw at the end of it and actually took a stump and carved it into a little stool and put wow. comp on the stool <sighs> that he did with the chainsaw. He was actually very, very talented with that chainsaw.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh. So Is there any other
0: facet that we can cover today that's non sports related There you go You got it all right here Was
3: this a song?
0: I have no idea. This is this is Frank's
2: uh, I personal
3: jackal chainsaw and this came up. I it's have no lumberjack. idea. Yeah, it's a lumberjack. Yeah, yeah. it's a lumberjack. Okay. That's I'm, part part of-
2: of- I'm a lumberjack baby. And okay, it's okay. So yeah. <sighs> no. And and let me if you ever get a chance to see him live he he pulls the chainsaw and he actually gets very creative with it. Huh. It's almost scary.
0: It sounds like something we'd see on America's Got Talent or sure. something like that. You know,
3: there's a live video of it. I'll
0: watch it. Yeah, no, the it, it it's very entertaining, and I've seen it live. Okay, speaking of entertaining, are we get look at the way I transition into this so we can get into some sports? But that's quite all right. People say, hey, keep keep going. This from
2: the guy who started out talking about his tree stump. Exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> my, my tree that is gone, which I'm actually okay with. So who knows? I really got to examine this when I when I get home. All right, so game six tonight. It's a goal song. That's a goal song? This is a goal it, song. It, it sounds like something out of a John Hughes movie. Yeah, what are you talking what, about? This is
3: what plays when the Knights score a goal.
0: <laughs> uh, VGK tonight, game number six. They lead the series three games to two, as we know. Coming off that 2-1 loss, Thatcher Demko. First playoff start, 42 saves. We talked... About it yesterday... Uh, he was
2: sensational. He San Diego's was. own.
0: San Diego's own, exactly. It was a night for uh, the Americans for uh, Vancouver that night. You had the San Diego guy, you had the Minnesota native. Uh, also what, to Demko, a B.C. graduate as well, mm-hmm. too. Played at Boston College. Outshot the Knights. Uh, or, uh, rather, the Knights were outshot... What am I saying? VGK outshot the Canucks 43-17. to So let me ask you, Frank, do we have a goalie controversy in Vancouver with Demko and Markstrom, or is this
2: Markstrom injury for real? Who's in net tonight? Well, I would think there is a little bit of a goalie controversy. I don't know if the injury's for real or not. Uh, Maybe we'll find out more tonight. But remember, this is also unprecedented territory we're going into here because we could have game six and seven if it goes to seven, and they're back-to-back games. So does one of these goaltenders, regardless of who starts tonight for both clubs, do they get both starts, or are we seeing a possibility of seeing four different goalies in these next two games out there? So there's a lot of question marks out there. I would think that the original injury to to uh, Markstrom, to Markstrom yep. was probably legit, uh, you know, or, or maybe they just wanted to change, so they threw that in there. But boy, I'll tell you what, the way Demko played, I don't know how you don't play him tonight. And Markstrom, like we've said several times, he's a good goaltender. I haven't been exactly thinking that he's a great goaltender. He gives up some soft goals here and there, and those are killers in the playoffs. Demko didn't give up anything soft. He was in his own, but now with a game in hand and a chance to check out his tendencies and that, maybe see a little bit more about him, you know, does Pete D'Amore make some things Do they change something they're doing? Shots on goal can be a very misleading stat. Are they quality shots? What are scoring chances? Those are the things that are really important out there. So it'll be interesting. Remember, Robin Leonard had a shot-out in the first game. How did they look in the second game? Right. Gave up the four goals. Mm-hmm. The defense broke down in front of them. Uh, Vancouver made some adjustments with Green uh, going into an, and finding ways to get his guys wide open. So I think we might have a controversy on both sides for the goalies. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's playing for either club tonight. Mm-hmm. So we're guessing and we're
0: thinking it, It's in what's been, I guess, uh they announced it, but it's always expected. That's what they do in the world of hockey is Demko uh, versus Leonard. That's what we expect. And if it does get to a Game 7, and I, I don't think it gets to a Game 7, and we talked about this the other day, I really believe that Marc-Andre Fleury has seen his his last days in this uh, playoff season and maybe the future as well, too. I, I if. If your if Leonard is your number one guy, which clearly DeBoer has said he's our number one guy, you are not going to go to your number two in a game seven, even though it's back to back nights. I think there's there's no way in the world, unless it goes south early tonight for Leonard, and then maybe Flurry comes in if he gives up like three quick goals or something like that. It, I think that's the only way.
2: Yeah, it's possible. I, I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I tend to lean with you. I think that the De DeBoer made a statement a while ago that Marc-Andre Fleury is his backup goaltender. Robin Leonard is the guy. But, boy, I'll tell you what, as much as I hate social media, sometimes it is fun to watch all the experts on social media. Marc-Andre Fleury hasn't lost a regulation game to Vancouver since 2006. The guy owns that team. I wouldn't mind, hey, I bet on
0: the Knights already tonight, okay? And I wouldn't mind seeing Fleury in there at all. Seriously.
2: What? Rob, Robin, Robin Leonard, although I think he's a very good goaltender, and I don't think like Demko was just played out of his mind, but he has lost two games in this series. Mm-hmm. He lost a game in the Blackhawks series. I believe he's 3-3 three and three in his last six games. I mean, you know, some people are starting to question, and again, you don't know about sports, that maybe the team plays a little bit harder when Marc-Andre Fleury is in there because they like him so much because right. they don't want to let Flower down. Right. And, again, been here a lot longer. Than you Leonard. Know, Leonard still. Marc-Andre Fleury still gave new. up three goals in his last game, yeah. but they won that game. Yeah. Robin Leonard gives up two when he loses. I mean, it's. It, I I don't know. I would think that the De DeBoer is going to go with Leonard because that's his guy. He's let it be known as, that that's his guy. But it's also interesting to note when you're looking at this, we're talking about back-to-back games But they're not your typical back-to-back games. Because tonight they play at 6.45. You know what time the game is on Friday if there's a Game 7? Because I'm looking at it right now. Earlier? It's 10 a.m. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, there's no 10 a.m. game for a Game 7. There's no way. 10 a.m. right there. I I know. I'm not buying it. Because Dallas and Colorado are also playing that night, so they're going to be the later game. 10 a.m.? 10 a.m. No way. Which would be? But think about Friday? it. Friday? 10 a.m. is 1 p.m. on East Coast time, yeah. and then you have the game afterwards. But it's for, a game seven. For whatever reason, I'm telling you what yeah. it says here on the NHL schedule for I the guess. game. Unless they should change it, it says that the game right now is slated for 10 a.m. So <laughs> you're going to play a night game and then a morning game. I will dispute How that
0: diff- to the cows come home, as they say. There's no way. There's there's no way that they're going to have a game I was shocked seven. when
2: I saw that I'm today.
0: At, I know. We're looking at the same thing. But then you've got you've got Dallas and Colorado
2: TB to, to be announced. Yeah, to be announced. So it'd be after that game, sometime. Probably, I'm thinking it'd be later on in the evening. But I think they want to get those East Coast viewers as well. But here's the deal: if Dallas and Colorado, they don't play today. So conventional wisdom,
0: <laughs> logic says. They play in the morning or the you're, early you're afternoon. You're trying to use
2: logic with the, the NHL? NHL right, have exactly. you watched the NHL yeah. in your lifetime? Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I have a lower body injury, by the way. <laughs> it could be anything. It could be a foot. Well, it used to just be, be upper or lower could, body injuries. Right. Now it's just,
2: yeah. Yeah. you know, un- unfit to play. Right, right. Be- because of coronavirus and that, we don't, there's, there's no injuries anymore. There's not even upper or lower. It's just he's unfit to play.
0: Right. Yeah, I can't see this. I, I cannot see. I, I anyway. saw
2: that today, and I was like, that's got to be wrong. But it's, but that changes the whole dynamic a little bit. What if tonight's game goes to a couple overtimes or something, and then there is a Game 7? You're talking some really tired people get a little bit of rest and get right back on the ice tomorrow. No way in the world a Game
0: 7 is going to take place at 10 a.m. Pacific. and It's the know, world one, of the bubble. No. It's the pandemic world we live no. in. Yeah, forget that. Not happen. Anyway, what are we talking about? There's not going to be a game seven. The Knights win four to one, five to one. They're winning exactly. Two eighty five is the line on this game. Okay, Golden Knights minus two eighty five. Yeah, it was two thirty five last game. I know, I know. And, but puck line only minus minus one hundred five. Jump on board. I'm not one to like giving up a goal and a half. But in hockey, you know, like baseball, I don't like do it in the run line. Especially the home team is always usually the favorite there. You only have eight at bats compared to the nine at bats. But again, with hockey. I'm okay with it because if it's a one goal game under 2 minutes to go, you got a great shot of covering that puck line with the empty netter. So tonight, I'm thinking it doesn't doesn't get to this. I think it we're going to have like a 4-1 game like we saw last uh last night's uh, you know game over in the East. That's what I think is going to happen. And again, the Golden Knights, they it wasn't like they took game number 5 off, Frank. I mean, they they outplayed Vancouver for the majority of that game.
2: Okay? If, if they play that game ten times, they win nine out of exactly. ten. Exactly. By the way, they probably win throw, going away. By the way, I do want to throw this in too. On NHL.com, yes. it says tomorrow if, if there was a game seven, it would be the time to be determined. Yeah, so there you go. yeah, It's the score that says it's ten A.M. I don't know where they're getting that from, but I saw that and I the was score's like score's usually pretty accurate. my, yeah, my uh, head yeah. kind of did a uh, Linda Blair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Exorcist. Okay. All right, what's happening tonight? Man, uh, if Vancouver gets out early and gets a little bit of confidence, I think right now they're playing with confidence They're mm. playing with house money. If Vegas gets to them early and gets a goal or two, I think they can take the heart out of them and finish off this series. Mm. Vegas is the better team. Vegas should win this game. But they've let Vancouver hang around. They've let Vancouver gain a little bit of confidence. And right now they're kind of playing with house money and they're playing loose. And Vegas kind of did in that last game to White Cloud what, um, I mean, excuse me, Vancouver did to White Cloud what Vegas has been doing to Quinn Hughes. Vegas has been beating up Quinn Hughes, their young defenseman. Well, White Cloud's not in the same category as far as most people know him as a defenseman, but that guy had to be sitting in He's He's probably just getting out of the ice bath right now from the beating he took the other night. I mean, they were smashing him all over the place. I, I was sore watching him in that game. So Vancouver's gotten a little bit more physical. Yeah, yeah Reeves and Carrier are still the more physical guys, and Braden McNabb has been throwing his weight around some. Vancouver's actually been out hitting Vegas in this series, and I think it's showing up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, they're letting them say, hey, we're not going to be intimidated. They're also very fast. They have some skilled players out there. Um, Vancouver's going to need, once again, spectacular goaltending. Like I said, I'm convinced. If, if they play that same game they played the other night, they'll win this game tonight if they play it again. I, I can't imagine Demko, and I certainly can't imagine Markstrom being that good in right. net again. Right. But crazy things happen in the game of hockey. Corey Crawford stole one game in the in the Blackhawks series yeah. against them, and that's why I don't think it can happen again
0: with the Golden Knights. Because again, I think they want to put their foot on their throat. And they want to impose their will. And I fully expect that tonight, especially with a veteran-laden team, a more talented team that the Golden Knights have here. I just think, okay, Vancouver, your, your story's over. It's nice. You had new life in games two and five,
2: but I think tonight has got to be the Golden Knights game because they do not want to go to a game seven. The, the other thing that Vegas has to do tonight is they have to capitalize on their opportunities. Yeah. Remember the one play where Jonathan Marshall had the wide open net, and they were like, oh, what a great save by Demco. I mean, when you saw the replay, yeah. it wasn't missed a great it save. Wide open. He pushed mm-hmm. it right into his pad, kind of like James Neal did in that season one when he had the wide-open net up there. Mm-hmm. Things like that can come back to haunt you. Their star players, and Marshall's one of their star players, if they get a look like that, they have got to put it in the back of the net. You don't want missed opportunities. You hit a post and things like that, a crossbar, it happens once in a while. But when you have a wide open net, you have got to bury the puck. And Vegas needs to do that because if they don't and they let this team hang around, they're just young enough and they're just confident enough that they can go, you know what, why not us, why not now? It's 2020, crazy things are happening. Mm -hmm. They've already won a couple games in this series. I know neither team really wants to go. Well, one team wants to go to a Game <laughs> right. 7. Vancouver does. Right, right. Vegas does not want to go they to a Game They won't mind playing at 10 a.m. Because yeah. in Game 7, all sorts of crazy stuff can yeah. happen.
3: And watch, watch them slow down Alex Tuck again. They slowed him down. Last game, they put – I don't know what defense line it was. I think Miller was part of that. But they were rolling out one of their better defense lines. Yeah,
2: I think Myers was also Myers, on the ice yeah. every time that uh, when Alex Tuck was out there. They they put them down as long. Because Alex Tuck has found his his groove. I mean, yeah. he's really made a name for himself. And when him and Nick Wah are together – Alex Tuck has found the centerman that he feels very comfortable with yeah. and they work together. Waz not as flashy. He's not as fast as some of the other guys, but he's a quality player. He can win some face-offs, and Vancouver's been very good in the face-off circle. The other thing he's got, he's got that long reach. Mm-hmm. You can't necessarily teach that, and there seems to be a comfort level yeah. with the two of them when they're, mm-hmm. uh, when they're on the ice together. But remember... Uh, tonight it is Vancouver that will be the home team, so they're going to get to match yeah. th- to do those matchups a little bit more. So,
3: and if they can slow Tuck down, I mean that takes a, that that cuts a that cuts a hand off of Vegas because Tuck's been phenomenal. So if the, if it works and they try and roll that out again, I mean we could be in trouble if they slow Tuck down.
2: Yeah, and they're definitely going to try to slow him down. But that's also where your big guns have to st- stand up. Yep. If if you slow Alex Tuck down, if 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 you're worried about a guy from the third line beating you, you're probably in trouble anyhow. Yep. Stone. Carlson, Pacioretty, Stasny, Marshall mm-hmm. Riley Smith... The top six, those guys have to get it done. If they play and they bury their opportunities, they should win this game. And like, T said, like TC said, maybe you do play the puck line tonight because they could make this an easy game. Yeah. But Vancouver's certainly not going to go quietly. I think Vegas wants to jump on them early. I think they want to take the heart out of them because the longer you let a team that's not as good as you hang around, the more confident they get. We know about the skill level in sports, but it's so, so often it's the mental aspect of it. You know, the visiting team, I
0: believe, has won four to of the five games here. Hmm. <laughs> Not that it matters because there really is no visiting team, but you know, let's say the team wearing white—that's a little bit unusual. And again, go, and this has been happening in the NBA as well too. That you know, really without home ice advantage with that crowd, and, and we're seeing in the NBA usually such a big advantage here, and lines makers usually are still kind of setting that to that that thing as well too. But it's it, it's strange here that when you look at it like that, but. Uh, we're so used to home ice in home court, home field playing such a huge part in postseason play. And it's it's virtually, it's gone. It's non-existent.
2: Yeah, no, the only advantage to it really in hockey is the fact that right. um, you, you get the last line change, yeah. so you get the matchups you kind of like more. And I have actually heard a couple people, and I don't know if there's any truth to this or not. Maybe it's a question that somebody should ask some of these players out there, but the visiting team, at least in Edmonton, you are in the visitors' locker room, and it's not nearly as plush and not le- nearly mm-hmm. as nice. And they said some of the teams are looking in there going, well, these are... These are kind of crappy surroundings <laughs> compared to the home team locker room, so, so they sense. get they yeah. get a little chip on their shoulder, yeah. and we know that Vegas historically, since they came into the league, has played better with a chip on their shoulder. Right? Maybe playing in the dumpier little locker room, maybe that makes you go, you know what? Screw this! Yeah, Let's it win does. this Game, it does. I, I don't want to be. Yeah. I want to be in the luxury suite, right? I don't want to be in economy class.
0: Yeah, yeah. Lambeau Field was the exact same way. You look at you know, the renovations they did to Lambeau Field, and the Packers locker room was beautiful. And you go to the, the visitors, it was still like the old world type. And, of course, we know the stories for college football, the pink locker room in Iowa, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're, absolutely. You're, you're, people would go in there, what the heck is that?
2: Well, and didn't Wisconsin once when they went to the Rose Bowl, didn't they paint like the locker room or something like that, red or something like that to uh – that it wasn't that it wasn't that it was like the blue of UCLA or something. It really, it right. really made them angry because yeah. they're like, no, 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 we're not going with this. They brought they literally brought their own paint right? and changed the locker there, room. There
0: are little things like that that really, I mean, it really does
2: motivate teams. So. Well, the Boston Celtics were famous for yeah. fire alarms going off at oh, hotels yeah. and at three or four a.m. Yeah, or true. whatever. Yeah, the know. dead spots in the court, right? cranking you know, allegedly the, the old black
0: the old Boston Garden where they're cranking up the heat in the in the visitors' yeah, you know, locker room and all that kind of stuff. As probably well,
2: blaring the Tour de France song yeah.
0: outside on. Yeah loudspeakers or something. So, so who knows? knows. <laughs> there you go. All right. All right. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights, 645 tonight. Will it be the g- game clincher or the series clincher for the Golden Knights? Uh, we hope so. All right. And they can uh, they can move onward to the Western Conference Finals. But Vancouver's going to have something to say about that. 645 again tonight. Uh, check it out. And, of course, we'll be recapping all that tomorrow. I hope we're not talking about a Game 7 tomorrow with the Cosmopolitan with Brian Benowitz. That'll, that'll be some exciting stuff.
2: You know we're, what? I am not going to have a Golden Knights fan cap on. Yeah, I love Game 7s. Yeah, We know yeah. we're going to have at least one of them. Hmm. I am not opposed at all, and I'm probably going to get some hate mail or something <laughs> for this. If there's a Game 7, bring it on. Yeah, To me, there's nothing like a Game 7 in the NHL. Yeah. Game 7s in all the sports are good, where there's Game 7 yeah. possibilities. If there's a Game 7... First off, I think Vegas would have a huge advantage because they are the deeper team, and playing back-to-back games I think yeah, yeah. would be an advantage to them. But maybe not because yeah. momentum. Boy, if we're saying Vancouver's got nothing to lose yeah. tonight, what would they have to lose in a Game 7? But is a Game 7 as exciting in an empty building? No. 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 I, I don't care if the fans sevens. are there or not. I know you do. I don't. But it doesn't mean. It, it's the hockey. Yeah. It's the hockey.
3: Yeah, no window bangers, as they call them. No
0: window bangers, but you know that it does something to the adrenaline of the players as well, too. It does.
2: If they don't get up when they hear Golden Pipe sing the national anthem for Game 7, the net's on them. And he would be singing the National Yes, because they'd be the home team. There you go. All right. All right, TJ Reeves <laughs> is going to join
0: us on the other side. We talk all things Tampa, Florida, the Lightning. Uh, they're waiting in the wings after they disposed of the Boston Bruins, four games to one. But news coming out of Tampa, not only Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, but they have a brand-new running back there as well, too. We'll visit with TJ Reeves when we come back. The T.C. Martin Show
2: is back. Yes! Yes! What are you doing? It's just a have-to. Yes, this is my favorite part of the game. T.C. Martin. Yes! In the face. The doctor is now in.
0: It is that time of year again where it is time for the Picks for O.V. Football Contest, Opportunity Village, Las Vegas' favorite charity. Very happy and proud to be with Opportunity Village again this year. And you get to join the contest as well. That's right. You can pick five NFL games against the point spread, win some great prizes, including some staycations, some great food packages, while supporting a great cause. Opportunity Village, Las Vegas' favorite charity, serving adults with intellectual disabilities. And we're giving away ten free entries starting on Tuesday, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, Visit PicksForOV.com. That's where you go, PicksForOV.com. It's $50 for one sign-up, $95 for two, and again, you're uh, supporting a great cause. Entries must be in by September the 11th at 5 p.m., and uh, you'll get a weekly link to get your five picks in, and again, we've got free entries coming your way starting on Tuesday. We'll give you a chance, and uh, you'll be competing against everybody, uh, myself included, VGK Frank, the Quake, everybody. It's going to be a great time. Picks for OV, the... uh, Great Opportunity Village contest, and you want to get involved with Opportunity Village, please uh, go visit one of their four campuses today. uh, Again, been doing it for over 60 years, Opportunity Village. Village here in Las Vegas. Yeah, and
2: certainly there's a lot of handicapping contests in town, but this is the only handicapable contest in town because it helps out Opportunity Village. There you go, my friend. Very nice. All right. Speaking of a
0: man who uh, is a great handicapper, or maybe he just has several handicaps, I don't know, maybe on the golf course I know he has a pretty good handicap because he's always out there. Uh, Our man in Florida, our man in Tampa Bay, the Bucs sideline guy himself, T. Jay Reeves. No relation to Ryan Reeves, by the way.
1: Or any other uh, Reeves of note. I, I, I uh, do appreciate the, uh, the slight here on a Thursday. It's not terrible Tuesday. <laughs> like, you have me on a Thursday. Yeah. I'm glad that you're checking in in the epicenter of sports. Yes. Because right now, you look up and the Tampa Bay Lightning hockey team in that Toronto bubble, and please tell me we're going to talk some NHL in a minute. They're in the Eastern Conference Finals already. You've got the Tampa Bay Rays with the best record in the American League and the New York crybaby Yankees throwing baseballs at the heads of my Tampa Bay Rays because they can't take the fact that the Rays are beating them. And then we are now just 10 days away from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being on the field with the GOAT, with Tom Brady, six-time Super Bowl winner at the helm, so it, it's hopping a little bit here in West Central Florida, TC Martin. Good to be with you.
0: Likewise, my friend. And again, I've never heard you this excited before about creamsicle uniforms since <laughs> Vinny Testaverde. <laughs>
1: yeah, the Bucks have had some history with uh, with some quarterback play and some ineptitude, and there's a lot there's a lot of sentiment around the pro football circles that this may be like a Buccaneer curse onto Tom Brady. We'll see, but he's got a wealth of riches around him, that's for sure. And I, I'm sure you're going to get to... Uh, I, was, I was sending the message out last night to everybody, including to T.C. Martin all the way out in Las Vegas, about Leonard Fournette. Do we have confirmation as to whether the Buccaneers are consulting Barry Switzer and the Oklahoma Sooners to run the wishbone? Because last time I checked, Ronald Jones, the former USC star, Shady McCoy signed as a free agent. They drafted two guys... Uh, at running back, and now they sign Leonard Fournette. Are we going wishbone in Tampa Bay, TC?
0: Well, again, you're you're stealing the thunder. I was going to dish that out to you. Exactly. <laughs> Jaguars cut Leonard Fournette yesterday. Tampa Bay signs him. You know Fournette, three seasons with the Jags, 17 touchdowns, the fourth overall pick in 2017. This guy's on his way out. He clears waivers, and your boy Bruce Arian says, let's scoop him up. Well, wait a minute. Then he comes, like you said, Ronald Jones is there. Sean McCoy is there, but Arians' comment today, I love, he goes, Wait, well, slow your roll. You know, we, got, we got Leonard Fournette, that's great, but Ronald Jones is the man because he wanted to squash any type of controversy yeah, there by but, saying but Ronald Jones is the man. You've
1: this for so long, did your antenna not go up when he said that? Because mine did, and many others did, that this is exactly what teams say. And I have no insight here on the T.C. Martin show as to whether they're about to trade Ronald Jones or not. Even though I work for the team and I'm part of the radio broadcast, believe it or not, the Glazers, the team owners, the GM, Jason Light, Bruce Arians, they don't consult me before deals. T.C. and Quake and all you guys on the show, they don't consult me. But when Arians said that, my antenna went up right away that just you're now praising him and it's almost like are you trying to swing a trade later this afternoon like before the 6:30 p.m. dinner reservation in a little while Ronald Jones might be playing like for the LA Chargers by the way who still need a running back Los Angeles guy blah 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 I have no insight but and I would love to see Ronald Jones stay here cuz I think the Bucks need some depth but if you're signing Leonard Fournette are you signing him to be a reserve who maybe is inactive for some games or only carries the ball a few times. That doesn't make any sense to me, at least on the outside. It would seem to me you want him to essentially be at least a 1A and carrying the ball 10, 15 times a game, right?
0: Yeah, no, he's got to be the guy. The only, maybe, the red flag comes up here, as we know Jones has had some problems, off-the-field problems, so maybe you, you look at, uh, they're a little concerned with that, but I would well, say... one more,
1: he's had trouble catching the football, and true, that too. has continued right. during training camp here. McCoy can catch it. I don't know, honestly, TC, how much better Leonard Fournette's going to be. He's got some catches, but he's not a great Pass catcher either. Now the kid they they drafted a player from Vanderbilt who also played at Illinois. His name is Keyshawn Vaughn, and he had like seventy catches in college last year for Vanderbilt. So he can catch the ball, but again, short of the old Oklahoma wishbone with like you mentioned vinnie Testaverde, the old Jamel Holloway Oklahoma Sooners. Remember that in the eighties, short of the wishbone. How do you play all these guys? Who all's going to be active on Sundays? How many running backs are you going to try to have active to be ready to play?
0: Well, if you're going to go Jamel Holloway, you better go back a little bit further, youngster, go to Thomas Lott with the headband hanging out of the helmet. <laughs> That's what I'm talking
1: about I right see- there. I see your Thomas Watt, and I raise you J.C. Watt in the late 70s and the early 80s, who later became a United States congressman, wow. by the way, Strong. after he quarterback for Barry Switzer Strong. in the day, running the wishbone as a wishbone option quarterback, my friend. You
0: know, when, I, when I'm drafting a, a team for, for trivia night, you, you're going to be at the top of that list, okay? <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting this. You, VGK Frank, uh, Quake, I don't know what he can do. He can bring his sandwiches. That's what he could do. But that is a trivia team right there, I'm telling you.
1: The I'm here to stuff. help any way that I can. My wife has been married to me almost 25 years, and she looks at me constantly and says, you woman. have more useless information <laughs> and numbers floating around your head that I don't even want to know or care to hear about. That is T.J.
0: Exactly. Reeves, ladies and gentlemen, Tampa Bay, the man, the myth, the legend. And, I'm uh, a little Hito salty. Yes. I am I like a little it.
1: salty right now. Like you want
0: to know why I'm salty?
1: Mm. Why is that? Mr. Salty? Pretzels? I am a little salty right now what? because are you aware Now you're getting psyched up for tonight? How psyched up are you for Vegas-Vancouver tonight? It's all on the line, right, for vegas We just got done six. talking about it for the last half uh, hour. I already uh, went, okay. to I are, went to the window. I went to the window already. I gave up the goal of the and a half. The apparent communist conspiracy that is going on with the Eastern Conference side of the playoffs and the Toronto bubble, which is to say that if the New York Islanders eliminate the Philadelphia Flyers later this evening... In Toronto, they are going to go ahead and start the Eastern Conference Final on Saturday night because they have the primetime NBC Saturday night slot reserved for 8 p.m. Eastern Time. They're going to go ahead and apparently play Tampa Bay and the Islanders game one Saturday night and then make them get on the plane, break quarantine, and come to Edmonton and apparently play on Monday night, which is, to me, that's amazing, the risk they're taking with the COVID-19 and that stuff, because these guys have been sequestered for like two months in the Toronto bubble right now, and my understanding was they were going to at least give it a few days to do the COVID testing and make sure that everything was all right, but they're going to make... They're going to make the Lightning and the Islanders potentially, if it, if it, uh, ends up being the Islanders tonight, play game one in Toronto, then fly to Edmonton and play Monday night, while the Western teams just sit in Edmonton, in the hotel, in quarantine. Whoever wins, who ends up playing, they don't have to travel. This, this is part of the, is the Kremlin involved here? Is the old Soviet Eastern Bloc involved here? I'm a little salty about what how they're mistreating wow. my Tampa Bay okay, Lightning. Okay, we, right?
0: we got to bring in my man VGK Frank here with this. Uh, Frank, what is going on with this? This is ridiculous. Your bubble's in Toronto. The West is out in Edmonton.
2: Why are they flying? What is this? This is insane. Well, once again, when we were talking about it in the first half of the show here, we mentioned the fact that according to one source right now, if there's a Game 7 in the, in the Vancouver and Vegas Golden Knights series, that it's being listed at 10 a.m. tomorrow, so that would be insane to play a night game and then a morning game. <laughs> It is. <laughs> not, <and> I'm <laughs> saying it's not happening. The, 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 it's not happening. Yeah, it's NHL, NHL.com has yeah. the game is to be determined, but there is a site out there that has the game is right now yeah. slated for 10 a.m., which would be absolutely bat you know what crazy. Well, what would what would
1: make more sense, Frank? Is okay. Let it play out tonight because if there is a game seven, that's the game that can go in the Saturday night slot for national television on NBC. They they also have the 8 Eastern time, 5 in the West slot, reserved for a hockey night in Canada. They want a game to be there. So maybe it is Vancouver and Vegas, but if that series is over tonight, unfortunately for the Vegas Golden Knights, then are, are they really going to make the Lightning and Islanders play and then have to travel? I mean, n- normal circumstances, it's not a big deal, but 2020 is anything but normal, dude. No, but let me ask so you, This is
0: crazy. Why? Why? Why are they traveling to Edmonton?
1: Please, somebody explain. Because this, to this me. was always apparently for the last month. This was always the plan. Why? At why? least the last couple Be- of months to to come play the conference finals and the Stanley Cup final in the same location in Edmonton. They decided on it in Edmonton. There had been talk that if it got to the Stanley Cup finals, they might go to the home cities and play in empty arenas, but the NHL decided with COVID-19 and breaking quarantine and the and the testing that it would just be simpler to go to the other bubble. And our understanding down here in the, in the media stuff was well, they were, were going to wait a few days. They were going to wait at least three or four days, do the COVID test, make sure everybody's okay because you're breaking the quarantine. The NHL's doing this like in the left lane at 85 miles an hour on the interstate out there heading out of the desert, boys.
2: Well, and, and unfortunately, you, you said the key thing there. It's the NHL. When have they ever made sense? They do this kind of stuff. They're, they're kind of crazy with the moves they've always done. Uh, that's why they picked the two Canadian cities because, you know, Vegas was in that run for a long time, and then COVID kind of got a little bit out of control here, so it made it easy for them to say let's keep two Canadian teams. And I believe they said right from the start that the finals would be in Edmonton. But, yeah, yeah you would think that they would wrap up. The West is the last one, so the East would have a little bit more time to do the travel and get acclimated and make everything. But uh, it's the NHL that's the way they do things, so I'm not surprised. Uh, Tampa Bay does look on a roll right now. I still think that five overtime game that they won in that first <laughs> series, I think that got kind of a lot of the pressure off their back. They've seen like they played well. Vasileski is now playing like the Vesna-winning goaltender that we know he is, but how big of a uh, of a... The halted breath was there in Tampa when Kucherov went down that last game. Yeah, well, and,
1: he's, the, the, and he's still not. In fact, he's still not right. That's the best goal scorer. He was the MVP of the league last year, and it, they're not saying, but it appears to be a concussion and concussion protocol. They won't say what it is. He came back and tried to play in the in the clinching game the other night after he got hit, and he obviously didn't pass the cuckoo test the second time when they gave it to him. So he, he stayed out of the game like the last two periods and the two overtimes after that. Uh, they need to get him back. And he may not be available for game one, especially if it's this weekend, but hopefully he'll be back next week to be able to play for them. And, and again, this is a, believe it or not, kind of like what Vegas has quickly become. This is a hockey market. There are a lot of transplanted, as you know, TC, having been in this area some, uh, I know Brad the Believers from this area too, a lot of transplanted Northeasterners, upper Midwest, Canadians that come down here, that retire down here, that are here part of the year. So this is a hockey market, Mm. and there are people pumped up, even though we're completely detached from all of this, that they have a chance to win the thing right now. And let's see, maybe the schedule works out. I mean, maybe Philadelphia wins, they're the top seed, and they'll be the game seven in the prime slot Saturday. And at that point, the Lightning can go ahead. If Philadelphia wins tonight, the Lightning can go ahead and get on the plane and go to Edmonton. And be ready for whoever wins Saturday night, if that's the case. They can't do that, though, right now, because they may be playing in Toronto Saturday night.
0: I'm still trying to get over the cuckoo test there. I mean, just, I'm thinking cuckoo <laughs> for Cocoa Puffs. Have cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, the show, back to Serial Madness. Test, yeah.
1: Don't you forget T.J. Yeah. Reeves.
0: Jeez. <sighs> All right. T.J. Yeah. Reeves. Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get back to some football here. All right. B- Breaking news, Quake. I'm trying to wake up here. Yeah, we have more breaking. There it is. You know it. Here we go. We were just talking about this on Terrible Tuesday, Frank. The Seattle Seahawks have done it again. They've re-signed Josh Gordon. That's right. Currently suspended for the sixth time. He's applied for reinstatement. (laughs) Word is that the reinstatement is going well. So Pete Carroll says, let's bring this guy back. We think he's going to be back. Josh Gordon now he was a star on Terrible Tuesday for what reason TJ. Reeves? He was out ho- he was out hawking his Super Bowl ring for 138
1: K. I saw that yes. Uh, he, is, he has had a checkered pass to be kind, so what is the immediate under in Vegas? What is the immediate underover on the number of games Josh Gordon plays this year before he's suspended again? Four and a half. I, I would I have a thought, but what is your immediate thought? Four and a half? You're going four and a half. That may be high. And high is an appropriate word, by the way. Uh, I, might, I might have to go under that. I might have to go under the four and a half before he's back in trouble again, because this is somebody that has repeatedly failed drug tests, came off a previous one-year suspension, and then, and then they gave him like an indefinite pseudo-lifetime something. Oh, wait a minute, you're back. Go play for the Patriots suspension, whatever that was.
2: Right. Well, you know, maybe the reason that uh, TC went high, maybe that's why he needed that 138
1: <laughs> k <laughs> There's just something about the phrase, we went high with Josh Gordon, that just is totally appropriate on a Thursday after him. Absolutely.
0: 138,000. dollars who, who hawks their Super Bowl ring? This is what I don't get. I mean, this is a coveted piece of jewelry that everyone who puts on the pads lives for. And here's the thing. The Patriots gifted that to him. He didn't really right. even earn it. Okay, 12 games within, you got to remember, in December of that season, he gets jettisoned out of there like, a, sorry, you're you're suspended again. Goodbye. And they said, uh, you know, we appreciate what you're doing here, what, what you did for us, so we're going to give you a Super Bowl ring. And then you go and you sell the thing. Are you kidding me? That's just crazy. But, again, it is Josh Gordon. There's no rhyme or reason for him. Like I said, been suspended six times. And, you know, I know Pete Carroll said that, hey, he was – Pretty good. He's kind of a model guy with us, so uh, they're waiting to see if he's going to get reinstated. And Pete Carroll likes him, but then again, Pete Carroll likes those bad boys.
1: You know, I was going to say Capone's family back in the day didn't think he was that bad of a guy either, especially you know those who <laughs> didn't want to get killed that were in the that were in the family in the mafia family. Oh. So you know, it just depends on perspective.
2: All right. Well, it was Capone and the extended family back then. And hey, I want to get back to something <laughs> at the start of the interview here when you were talking about the wishbone. And that, is this an interview? I, yeah. I, is I, this really an interview? I, I am trying to picture. Tom Brady running the wishbone right. And I also want to see when you mention all the running backs that can't catch a catch a cold let alone catch a football, I want to see Giselle in that in, in, in the luxury box when these guys are dropping balls all over the place.
1: Oh yeah well and you're right. he's never been known for mobility. It goes all the way back to the 40 time for Tom Brady at the combine. Uh, he is not being brought here to get to get yardage with his legs. It's going to be with his arm. How will the arm hold up? Everybody's got the debate. Forty three years of age, but he's got all the TB twelve nutrition products and workout regime and the whole the whole nine. We're about to see it in action. And this this guys, I know you've been talking about this. We're talking about it everywhere, all over the NFL. This is going to be as strange a situation where nobody's had a preseason, especially in the new situations, new coaching staffs. Prominent players coming into new teams. You've had no preseason for anybody to get used to anybody against opponents. So it's anybody's guess next week what these teams are going to look like in the opening game. It's, it's as crazy as it, as you could uh, set it up to be right now for the NFL because there are more unknowns than there are knowns coming up in Tampa Bay and elsewhere.
0: He is T.J. Rees, a Bucs sideline reporter. Talking a little Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, Leonard Fournette being signed by the Buccaneers uh, yesterday. So let, I wanna, I'm curious about what kind of availability you've had and the Buccaneers have had with the, uh, with the media there. Have you got a chance to see Brady at all? I, I'm curious about your thoughts about Gronk, how he has looked there, because as we know, uh, depending on which team and which city you're in, uh, the media availability has been very, very spotty. No one really a- allowed at practices. So what's it like for Tampa Bay and you guys there?
1: All over the place, they've restricted everything greatly because of COVID. That's the reason that they're using. So you can only see the first 30 minutes of practice. And, uh, and again, you, you cannot have contact at all with the players. You're not on the field even with them, much less are you around them after it's over. So we are limited, like all the fans that are, that are listening and watching, we're limited to watching these Zooms. That's the extent of the interaction. It is just as strange as you can imagine because typically by this time, by the first week in September, I would have been around these guys for the last three or four weeks, repeatedly doing one-on-one interviews, interviewing Tom Brady after games, by the way. None of that has happened, T.C. So it is just a very strange 2020 right now where you haven't been able to see much and and glean much uh, as the media, but we, we go along with what the coaches are telling us, what the players themselves are telling us. Gronkowski, by the way, looks like he's put 10 to 15 pounds more back on over the course of the last... Uh, a few weeks, there have been concerns about him bulking up a little more to play tight end. So he he appears ready to go. How long can he play? Is anybody's guess. How many snaps? How many games? That's a great unknown. But the Bucks do have a lot of depth at tight end and some other positions. So we'll we'll see how it all works out. But yeah, right now we see a lot of unknowns, brother.
0: Breaking news again. Here we go into Hockey oh, no. Central. Are you ready for this? Uh, Chris our man, uh, Justin Numchuck out there. Uh, what a producer numchuck is! The Vancouver Canucks have been fined forty-five thousand dollars for allegedly. You're laughing now. Why are you laughing? Do you know where I'm going with this? Do you know the story? I do not.
1: Enlighten me, please. It's breaking. Enlighten me. Uh,
0: they've been fined forty-five grand for allegedly sneaking in two strippers into the Edmonton bubble for goaltender
1: Thatcher Demko. That cannot be true. Is that story true? that they snuck females in and got a $45,000 fine. Hold
0: on, let's go to our DJ, TJ Rees, over at Magic City. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. He's asking for Cinnamon to come on down right now. VJK Frank is usually at the Hustler Club at this time of day. He's DJing as well. There it is. I guess it's true. I'm reading this on, what is this? What is Nunchuck uh, and Earthquake giving me here? The onion. Release the Kraken. This is from the Freeze the Puck Hockey.
1: I don't, I don't know that we have this confirmed yet. You're leaving the air with an unsubstantiated <laughs> report. And I laugh, too, because you said $45,000 fine. That number makes no sense either. That's it. But then again, this is a show that rarely makes sense. Like but Frank I'm says. always pleased to be on it. I the, love that in about In the
2: me. NHL, too, right? Frank? Well, plus, yes, 45K, exactly. is it Canadian or U.S.? Oh, we yeah? don't know that either. <laughs> That's a good line. Hey. Very
1: true. Hey. Very true. Hey. <laughs>
2: TJ, we got to go,
0: my man. We appreciate you. We'll Making it, it very rain soon. in the bubble. That's it. See you, boys. <laughs> Making it a rain, Magic City. Here we go. Maybe Edmonton's a new Magic City. Tomorrow, we are back at the Cosmopolitan, our Friday home. Come on out. Enjoy the show. Two o'clock. We'll be there. Have a great time. We'll be talking about what transpires tonight with the Vegas Golden Knights and Vancouver. We appreciate you joining us. For VGK Frank, thank you, my man. We'll catch you tomorrow, right? Sounds good. You got it. For the Quakester, T.J. Reeves, T.C. Martin saying so long, go to the website, tcmartinshow.com.